Welcome to the Frequency Podcast. I'm Nadia de la Cruz. I'm Amy Lopez. Amy, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I am good. So um, why don't you tell our listeners where they can follow us and, and how they can email us. And yes, we are trying to respond to all the emails that you send us with so much love and precise. Yes. You guys can send us emails to our email address directly, frequency at gmail.com or reach us on our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Either one, we read them all. We try to reply to to them all. We'll definitely discuss all your suggestions. So keep sending those in. A little quick update. Rebecca from Burbank uh, wanted to know how our job hunt was going. Oh. And Rebecca, it's going. You know, <laughs> we send out those applications. We do those interviews. But keep your fingers crossed. Keep sending those good vibes. And we'll keep you guys posted on that. Thank you, Rebecca. We really appreciate that. And you know what? We're going to have to talk about that just on another podcast and another day, just about job searching and how job searching is a job without a paycheck. But so you gave me an assignment last weekend. I did. Did you do your homework? I did do my homework. Now out of the three movies that you had suggested, uh, The Skeleton Key, The Orphanage and The Binding, I did see The Binding. The other two were not on Netflix. So I am not about to spend another $9.99 a month on something I can't afford right now. Okay. I can't even afford to pay attention, woman. Um, But I did. I did see The Binding. Now at first, I was like, hmm, I'm not sure. But I have to tell you that the binding reminded me of the movie The Exorcist. A little bit. Yeah. And don't laugh. But when I was a kid, for some reason, when that girl vomited green stuff out of her mouth, I found that intriguing. But then again, I was young (laughs) and stupid. And now I'm older and everything scares me. Like even a spider is like, oh my goodness. But I Let's not get into spiders. (laughs) But I I did like it. It wasn't gory. It was more suspenseful. And then let's just just give out the secrets. I had a feeling from the beginning when the movie started that the son, I don't know his name, we'll call him Mauricio, uh, that the son had something to do with it. But he was kind of like, ah, don't question my mother. Don't question my mother, so forth. And then at the end, oh, I can see why you like that movie. I really do. I can see why you like it. It's not scary, gory. Like I said, it's just like paranormal unexplained what the hell is going on that's the type of mystery movie that I like yeah I see what kind of movies you like now also the movies that you do like they make you think because you think it's somebody and then it's really Mm -hmm. the opposite person and you're like well what the fuck happened you know what I mean wait I thought she was (laughs) I thought she was the killer I thought she was doing the the the, the voodoo santeria Mm -hmm. stuff but um but not bad but you know I really feel that you shouldn't be messing with people's spirits and ghosts and digging up the past. But you know, last week when you were here, I left you with something happened in the podcast room and it and did. And I text you like 5 million times to tell me what happened and, and I you said, wouldn't give me details. <laughs> and I said I was going to tell you today. Okay. So let me tell you in this room where we record our podcast, I always feel like, like there's a good spirit in here. I found this out. I bought my house in 1999 and I didn't know what had happened here till about, I would say 2003. My daughter wasn't born yet. So one day my husband and I were getting ready 
we were going to a wedding, an evening wedding. And um, it was early afternoon and I was in my robe. I had just came out of uh, the shower and someone knocks at the door. You know, I looked through the peephole. He was an older man. And I was like, oh, okay. He doesn't look like the post office guy, nothing. I opened the door and I said, sir, I'm in a robe. I said, how can I help you? And he said, hi. And he's like, um, my name is Mr. Riley. I used to live here in the 40s, in the late 40s. In 1948, this house was built and I used to live here. And he goes, by any chance, I come with my sister. She was an elderly lady and she was in a wheelchair. And he goes, can we come inside and look at the house? And I knew the Rileys lived here. And in my house, only three families have lived here. And you let them in? No, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. So the Rileys. people get murdered. (laughs) The the Rileys and the Spigas. So the Rileys were the first owners. The Spigas were the second and then us. So I closed the door and I I said to my husband, I said, you know, I said, so-and-so, da-da-da-da-da. I said, would it be okay? He said, absolutely not. And I was like, oh, but he's elderly, da-da-da. This is how much of a sucker I am. So uh, he said, no. So I go back to the door and I said, Mr. Riley, I am so sorry, but my my husband said, no, you cannot come into the house. And he goes, but please, please, you know, my sister and I want to take one more good look of the house of where we grew up and our memories and so forth. And I said, I'm sorry, Mr. Riley. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So he left. I went off to the wedding that same week. I go to a neighbor two doors down who has been living on this block since he was born. So his father was the original owner of that house. And he dated, Richard dated the girl who, the daughter who lived in this house. And so I said to him, I said, hey, Richard, you told me once that you dated the girl on the block. It was my house, right? And he said, yes. And I said, hey, Mr. Riley came over and knocked the do- on the door and wanted to see the house. And he goes, why did he do that? And I said, I don't know. And he I, and I said, and he wanted to look at the house one more time. He came with his sister. He said, I wouldn't let him in if I were you. Mm -hmm. And I got a little scared. I was like, oh shit. So he goes, did you know what happened in that house? And I said, no. And he said, his mother committed suicide, hung herself on the third beam in the garage. And I said, what? I said, I wasn't told this. And he said, yes. So beams are 12 feet. Uh So that's right above where I sit. Yes. Right above where you sit, which means she's always always behind you. So I hope she has my back. I'm sure she does. And I have another story to say about that. So anyway, so I said, what do you mean? And he goes, well, they were having marital problems. And I don't know if she was a loose cannon, whatever, but she hung herself. So I, I got creeped out a little bit. I really did. And so... I ended up going to the the city where I live to get some documents. Well, I found the documents, but in the documents, it doesn't say that she committed suicide. Now, this was already early in the 50s. It said that she died of natural causes. Because I guess it was a little taboo to say that you had committed suicide. So let's say, let's fast forward to about two years ago. Two years ago, I'm home alone. My husband is out with my daughter and someone else knocks at the door. But it's funny because he was driving the same car he did in the early 2000s. So I see him park in front of the house and automatically I knew, oh shit, there's Mr. Riley. So I see the older man come out and I was like, oh God, here we go. So he comes out and he said, hi. And I said, hi, Mr. Riley. He goes, oh, you still live here? And I said, yes, I still live here. And he goes, listen, he goes, I know it's a lot to ask. Last time you said no. And I brought my sister here who was in a wheelchair and I saw a woman in the passenger seat. And I said, is that her? He goes, no, my sister died 
And I said, oh, so my heart kind of broke because I was like, oh, maybe that was her last wish. So he's like, I said, well, who's in the car with you? Another sister, your granddaughter, your niece? He goes, no, my girlfriend. He goes, please, 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 please. Can I come in and just take one more look at the house where I grew up in? So I, I just kind of hesitated a little bit. I mean, Amy, what would you do? You know, so you hesitate a lot and you tell him to kick rocks. I know, but let me finish woman. Uh. So then I, my husband's not here. My daughter's not here. And so I took my cell phone. I put it, I put it next to me in my hand and I just had 911 just in case. Just all I had to do was press send just in case he tried something. I felt really bad because his sister had died. He said, please, please, please. And I said, okay. I said, you could bring your girlfriend in. You have five minutes. You have five minutes to come look in this house, come through this door. You're going to leave through the back door and that's it. You are never going to come back here again. He said, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I said, first of all, you have to take off your shoes. So his girlfriend comes in, he comes in and he's, you know, he's tall. He's probably already in his late seventies, but he could drive. He comes in and he goes to every single room and I'm behind him. He goes to every single room. He tells me who, you know, who was living in that room, what his father did, what his father built, you know, all the extensions that they had done to the house. And I'm like shitting bricks. I'm nervous. Cause I'm like, I know this is an old man, but you just don't know. And he's walking around and he's like, my dad built this. And, you know, and then I threw kind of a jab and I was like, well, your dad did a bad job because he didn't put insulation in this room. And so he's <laughs> like, I remember when he did this, this extension. And I remember when he did this room and he, when he did this bathroom. So finally we give it, I give him a tour of the house and he was like, wow, it's beautiful. It's so clean. It's so neat, etc." cetera. And um, I said, okay, well now we could go outside. And so he goes, oh, well, this pool was originally here. He goes, oh, that's really cool. I love what you have over here, blah, blah. Then he says to me, is it possible for me to go inside the garage? I said, well, it's actually a guest house now. And I hesitated and I said, no. And he said, but please, please, please. I said, no because I know what happened here and I know what your mother did. And I said, let her soul be rested. And he kind of teared up and he said, you know, we had really good times in this house until she hung herself. And then my dad, I guess, stayed, they stayed here another year and then they moved because they couldn't take the anguish and they couldn't take the fact that she, they felt like her spirit was here. You know what I mean? There were so many memories. So I said, no, I said, you could look in the laundry room, you could go by the pool, but you cannot. And he just wanted to see where his mother had passed away. And I said, no, but I said, listen, I know you were an older man and I know I feel bad that I couldn't give your sister her dying wish to come and see her house, but I'm giving you this wish. And th may this be the last time you come to this house. This is my house. My family lives here and we don't want the past to come and burden us basically again. Mm -hmm. And so he was very respectful and he was said, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. So that's what happened in this house. And then last week, check this out. I was walking my dog and Richard's daughter. I said, Cindy, I said, can I ask you a question? I said, is there anything, did anything else happen to this house? Cause I have a feeling like something else happened to this house. And she goes, well, do you know what happened to, to the Riley's? I said, yeah, I know that story. I said, the mother hung herself. And she goes, yeah, she goes, but after she goes, the Spigas moved in. And she goes, I was really good friends with the Spigas. And so uh, she said one day, she said they were kind of all playing outside. And somehow the pole, the electrical pole behind the guest house 
caught on fire. The whole pole was on fire. The wires were on fire. The wire that lays on top of the guest house was a live wire. This guest house did not catch on fire. She said that the, she, she must have been about 10 or 11 years old. And she said that they were all astonished. They were, they were amazed about how the roof did not catch on fire. And so Richard, her father said, well, that must be Mrs. Riley watching over that house because nothing's going to happen to that. Don't you find that amazing? Uh, freaking crazy. amazing. Yeah. And then the second family that lived in this house, the Spigas, they moved away. Um, we bought the house in 99. And the daughter sold it because she was putting her mother in a, what do you call that? Like a retirement, not a retirement home, convalescent home. A nursing home. A nursing home. Thank you. Because I guess she was, her dementia had caught up with her. And so she needed 24 hour care. Well, I didn't know that Miss Spiga was an opera singer and her husband was a composer. I got to know that a little bit later because one day I was home alone and I swear there was this lady just going, And I was like, what the fuck? Did I leave the radio on? Is the TV on? What's going on? And I heard her and I was just like, okay, it's not my neighbor. My neighbors were out of town that weekend. And I was like, that must be the lady that lived here. And so she was singing. And then I started singing opera with her. And then I think that following week, I went to my neighbor and I said, can you tell me what she did for a living? And she was like, oh, she was an opera singer. I was like, oh, hell, that makes fucking sense. She was singing to me. <laughs> so I feel like my house is very surrounded by ghosts. It, I don't know. It's it, Believe it or not, it's kind of comforting in a way. You know, they protect my home. They really, really do. Because Where it, it feels sit. homey. Yeah. It feels like home. Is, is that it? Is that your, your explanation? Yeah. Yeah, that's my explanation. (laughs) So yeah, so where you sit, um, Amy always sits across from me. So where you sit is the third beam. And that's exactly where she hung herself. No, if you ever see me jump straight up from my seat, because I felt a cold, a cold breeze. Uh Like if you guys ever hear me slam myself into this mic, that's what happened. And I'll make sure that that stays in because yeah, no, I'll probably run out. I bet you would. I bet you would. But you know what? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not scared of her anymore. I don't, I I used to be kind of fearful walking in here, you know, especially when you, you know, like you buy a house and a murder was there and you discover that someone got murdered there, you know, I don't know, 15 years later, you, you kind of get this a little bit of fear, but I always felt kind of weird about coming into the guest house. And it wasn't till probably the last, I would probably say the last six years that I felt a little bit better. And I felt like, okay, it's, I I don't know. it It was a sense of kind of relief and peace. And then I think when I really got attached to it is when I started painting the guest house, I felt like I was getting an approval. Like, you know what, you're taking this space and you're doing something good with that, which is the frequency podcast. So I think that ghosts in a way are are a reminder of us maybe not to be so fearful, but to be aware. I think so. Mm -hmm. I think so. And I think that my experiences and and things that I've felt or, or seen, I think that the thing that that attracts me more into the paranormal side of it mm-hmm. has been experiences with my family and coincidences that I like to call them. Okay. Uh, when people that have been really close to me have passed away, I get this overwhelming feeling and even things play out so that I feel like I'm seeing that person down a hall and then it just like, okay, the person's not there, but whatever. Literally hours later, I get a phone call. Hey, 
a couple hours ago, your aunt passed away or this happened, you know, and that's why because of those experiences I've had, when I start getting really bad anxiety, yes, I have to do like my rounds, my check in rounds, like mom, are you good? Siblings? Are you good? Especially if I'm not close to my kids, I start panicking about that. It's kind of like this motherly intuition. So I very big on listening to my gut and knowing that something's off, something's off with me or someone that I'm very closely connected to. So it's kind of like a premonition in a way. I wouldn't say a premonition. My mom just described it as, you know, it's not just a a blank page. Like it's not just the light switch that turns off when people are gone. Okay. You know, they're still with you. Uh, They make their rounds. They, there's little things that happen to make sure that they let you know that they're okay. Okay. And and it it could be anything from, I don't know, finding something that they gave to you Mm -hmm. just out of the blue Mm -hmm. or, or something random being moved. That's like, how the heck did this get here? You know, but it's just, if you take it as a positive, you know, then it could be a positive experience. If you take it as a negative, it's basically how you perceive the things that happen. I think. Has anyone, for example, I'll tell you this quick story. Um, Has anyone ever, appear to you. One one night, my mom was visiting from the Bay Area and I couldn't sleep. I was a little restless. I finally went to sleep. And in my dream, I'm in my old bedroom in my teenage years. I'm in my old bedroom and I see this lady and she has this really pretty veil over her head, but I can't see her face. Like I can't see in detail her face. And all she does is she stands there and she says, te quiero, which means I love you. And I just said, te quiero back, but I didn't know who it was. Anyways, the next day, uh, my mom and I made breakfast. We had done some errands and we come back and my husband says, you got a phone call. And it was my aunt from Florida. They told us to call Colombia and my great grandmother, who was very religious, uh, ended up passing away. That was the day before Christmas. And so I found that kind of like really weird, but I felt like it was her way of saying, I'm, I'm going to be okay. Like I'm saying goodbye. And I, and I say, I'm saying, I love you. And I just, I felt like she, she really was in my presence saying goodbye to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that the people that you're really connected to, I think they, that you feel them, mm-hmm. you know, just like you get, you get vibes of, of people when their intentions are bad, you know, all of those little hints that your body tells you to react yeah. to that a lot of people either ignore or just don't really know how to read. Now, has anything like that ever happened to you? Someone was actually saying goodbye, but you didn't know. Yeah, that one aunt in particular, like I told you, I was in, I used to work at a pet store. I think I was what 17 at the time. And I was stocking shelves. Like we would always have to remove all the stuff and like wipe the shelves down and put them back up. And I looked down the hall and mind you, this is around the holidays when my aunts are supposed to be coming from Mexico. Okay. Right. So we're expecting them to come in. And I remember just looking down the hall and seeing my aunt, okay. you know, and I'm, and immediately it was this like grin, like, oh my God, she's here. She wasn't supposed to come. And I'm like, no freaking way. And I literally stood up, walk over and they're not there. And I was like, what the hell was that? I was like, okay, you know, whatever I'm freaking seeing things or I kind of dismissed it, but I got a really bad migraine. And I remember being at work and at the time calling my friend and I was like, Hey, you know, can you pick me up from work? And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll be right over. She was with another one of our friends. And we ended up going back to her house and we're hanging out. And I'm just like overwhelmed with like this migraine and emotion because of the pain. Like for me, pain, physical pain, like it's not so much that I, I scream or I, you know, complain about the pain. I just hold it so 
much, so close and deep into me that tears start running down my face because I have to like suck it up. It's my way. Right. Okay. And I get a phone call from my mom or I guess she had been texting me and I just wasn't answering. And then she finally, I finally answered and she's like, you need to get home now. And I was like, why what's happening? And she's like, we just got a call. Your aunts aren't coming. Um, your aunt just passed away. Oh, and I'm just like, what? Like when? And I remember like freaking out, going into complete panic mode and telling them, go drop me off at home. And I got home and I told my mom, I'm like, this is what happened. And I was like shaking. I was shaken up by it because she, this particular aunt hardly traveled. So to me is, it was more like, wow, she's here. And they surprised me at work. Oh, I see. It was just too much all at once. But I believe that that's, that's how it happened. And then the very next day, I was still kind of shaken up by it. And I kid you not, I slept upstairs next to a room, next to a, a window and I hear a tapping on the window just tap 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 what the hell is that it's just tap 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 so I open the window and there's this hummingbird going right at the window and I'm like what the hell is up with this bird so I open the window I slide the the window open because it was hitting the part with the screen so I'm like maybe it's seeing the reflection right so I'm like let me open that window so that it it could see that it's not going to get through and it could fly away so I open the window and then it starts tapping on the other window what I'm like what the hell I'm like okay whatever stupid bird right so then I get up and my room was like an attic room so it had two these two little nooks like where the windows were on the on the long long side of the wall okay so then I go into that nook where I had like a calendar you know I just kind of go look at see what my day is going to what's going to be. And then it goes to that window and starts tapping at that window. And I'm like, what the hell's up with this bird? Mind you, I, I've always had like this. I love hummingbirds. Like I just think they're, they're very cute and amazing. The fact that they're just floating there, you can't really see their wings. So I scratch it off like nothing. I told my mom, she thought it was funny. Years later, my cousin comes over. This is the daughter of my aunt who passed away. And I started telling her the story about how this happened. You know, it had been years already, but I'm telling her like this happened and, and it was creepy but it was kind of like amazing that I got that chance to like really think of her and visualize her. And then she goes, oh my God. She's like, the funny thing about your story is that she loved hummingbirds. Wow. She's like, she purposely planted flowers that attracted hummingbirds. She just loved them. She would sit by the window and stare at them for hours. And I'm like, no freaking way. And as I'm talking to her, we're in the car and she's, I'm sitting in the car and she's standing, the door's open. She's standing in like the wedge of, yes. of it being the wedge of the door and I stand up and I was like okay I was like well you slide in first so that she could she could sit in there and then I go to the I go to stand on the wedge and she goes Amy and I was like what and she's like look behind you and I look behind me there's a hummingbird behind me wow so now I just associate you know hummingbirds with my aunt and I think of things that that trigger those memories it's just it just makes you feel like you're you're close. That is amazing. I think hummingbirds are the, probably the most beautiful birds out there. I had something similar happen to me, but it was it was a white dove with brown tips. And I had a palm tree, you know, my kitchen um, window, the big one. I used to have my palm tree facing there. And one day I hear this kind of uh, like a thump on the window. Mm-hmm. And I had never seen a white dove with brown tips. It kind of thumps on the window. And I was like, what the hell is that? And I looked, it was staring at me and I was like, are you a good omen? A bad omen? Like what? what? (laughs) I was a little scared. I would, I was talking to it. Like, do you need something? Are you trying to tell me something? Is this a message from an angel? Is this a message from God? Like what's going on here? Anyways, um, about 
uh, about two days after that, I had a friend who passed away. And I think, um, I think he was trying to say goodbye to me. And uh, that really just kind of hit home. And so now when I see doves, I, I kind of reflect like that's somebody that's watching over you, you know, yeah, for sure. interesting facts there. Well, I yeah. enjoyed your story. I really did. <laughs> So now you know, Amy, when you come in here, she's in here too with you. (laughs) I'll wear my rosary beads. There you go. (laughs) Or your escapulario. Yeah, both of them. I'll double up. All right, that sounds good. Well, listen, (laughs) we are going into the month of March and we are celebrating Women's History Month, which is a celebration of women's contributions to history, culture, and society that have been observed annually the month of March in the United States since 1987. So next week, I would like for us to kind of talk about how the women have influenced us in our lives. And maybe you could give me your top five female influencers, whether it's from the past or whether it's from the present. So we'll talk about that. Okay. Five, huh? Yes. Five. Okay. But you know, there's always someone, um, and that's what the frequency podcast is about. We, we try to empower, we try to maybe educate women as well, but most of all, we really tried to spread love and kindness and, and a little bit of knowledge and, and storytelling at the same time. So March is definitely our month and we salute all the women who have paved the way for us to have a better life. And if one of these women could give us a job, that would be great. <laughs> Share the love. All right. Well, yeah. thank you for listening to the Frequency Podcast. We will be back next week. And don't forget, you could also catch us on all the different platforms. And now you could catch us on Spotify.